The Law School of America. Internal Revenue Service, IRS, tax forms are forms used for taxpayers and tax-exempt organizations to report financial information to the Internal Revenue Service of the United States. They are used to report income, calculate taxes to be paid to the federal government, and disclose other information as required by the Internal Revenue Code, IRC. There are over 800 various forms and schedules. Other tax forms in the United States are filed with state and local governments. Individual Forms 1040 As of the 2018 tax year, Form 1040, U.S. Individual Income Tax Return, is the only form used for personal, individual, federal income tax returns filed with the IRS. In prior years, it had been one of three forms, 1040, 1040A and 1040EZ, see below for explanations of each, use for such returns. The first form 1040 was published for use for the tax years 1913, 1914, and 1915. For 1916, form 1040 was converted to an annual form, for example, updated each year with the new tax year printed on the form. Initially, the IRS mailed tax booklets, Form 1040, instructions, and most common attachments, to all households. As alternative delivery methods, CPA-slash-attorneys, internet forms, increased in popularity, the IRS sent fewer packets via mail. In 2009 this practice was discontinued. Income tax returns for individual calendar year taxpayers are due by April 15th of the next year, except when April 15th falls on a Saturday, Sunday, or a legal holiday. In those circumstances, the returns are due on the next business day. An automatic extension until October 15th to file Form 1040 can be obtained by filing Form 4868. Form 1040 is two abbreviated pages, not including attachments. Prior to the 2018 tax year, it had been two full pages, again not counting attachments, but following the passage of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, the IRS dramatically shortened both pages. The current first page collects information about the taxpayers and any dependents, and includes the signature line. The current second page includes information on income items and adjustments to income, and additionally calculates the allowable deductions and credits, tax due given the income figure, and applies funds already withheld from wages or estimated payments made towards the tax liability. Prior to 2018, information on income items and adjustments to income had been entered on the first page. The Presidential Election Campaign Fund Checkoff, which allows taxpayers to designate that the federal government give $3 of the tax it receives to the Presidential Election Campaign Fund, is near the top of the first page on both pre- and post-2018 versions of Form 1040. Form 1040 has 20 attachments, up from 14 before 2018, called schedules, which may need to be filed depending on the taxpayer. Schedule A itemizes allowable deductions against income, Instead of filling out Schedule A, taxpayers may choose to take a standard deduction of between $12,000 and $24,000 for tax year 2018, depending on age, filing status, and whether the taxpayer and or spouse is blind. Schedule B enumerates interest and or dividend income, and is required if either interest or dividends received during the tax year exceed $1,500 from all sources or if the filer had certain foreign accounts. Schedule C lists income and expenses related to self-employment, and is used by sole proprietors. Schedule D is used to compute capital gains and losses incurred during the tax year. Note, along with Schedule D, 
Form 8949 and its instructions may be required. Schedule E is used to report income and expenses arising from the rental of real property, royalties, or from pass-through entities, like trusts, estates, partnerships, or S-corporations. Schedule E is used to document a taxpayer's eligibility for the earned income credit. Schedule F is used to report income and expenses related to farming. Schedule H is used to report taxes owed due to the employment of household help. Schedule J is used when averaging farm income over a period of three years. Schedule L, until 2010, was used to figure an increased standard deduction in certain cases. Schedule M, 2009 and 2010, was used to claim the Making Work Pay Tax Credit, 6.2% Earned Income Credit, up to $400. Schedule R is used to calculate the credit for the elderly or the disabled. Schedule SE is used to calculate the self-employment tax owed on income from self-employment, such as on a Schedule C or Schedule F, or in a partnership. Schedule 8812 is used to calculate the child tax credit. In 2014 there were two additions to Form 1040 due to the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, the Premium Tax Credit and the Individual Mandate. The following schedules were introduced for the 2018 tax year. Schedule 1 is used to report most income from sources other than wages, interest, dividends, pensions including retirement accounts, and Social Security, and is also used to calculate adjustments to income. Schedule 2 is used to report certain other types of income, such as a child's unearned income. Schedule 3 is used to claim non-refundable tax credits. Schedule 4 is used for calculation of certain types of taxes, among them self-employment tax and uncollected Social Security and Medicare taxes. Schedule 5 is used to add up tax payments, such as estimated tax payments or any payments made when an extension of time is filed. Schedule 6 allows the taxpayer to appoint a third party to discuss the return with the IRS. Much of the information on the new numbered schedules had previously been included on Form 1040. In most situations, other Internal Revenue Service or Social Security Administration forms such as Form W-2 must be attached to the Form 1040, in addition to the Form 1040 schedules. There are over 100 other, specialized forms that may need to be completed along with schedules and the Form 1040. Short Forms Over the years, other short forms were used for short periods of time. For example, in the 1960s, they used an IBM card on which a few lines could be written which would then be transcribed onto another card. The other card looked the same but had holes in it which a computer or unit record machine could read. As with the other forms, there was always a place for a signature. The two most recently used short forms, 1040A and 1040EZ, were discontinued after the 2017 tax year. The Form 1040A, short form, U.S. Individual Income Tax Return, was a shorter version of the Form 1040. Use of Form 1040A was limited to taxpayers with taxable income below $100,000 who took the standard deduction instead of itemizing deductions. It was originally one page until the 1982 edition when it expanded to two pages. The Form 1040 Easy, Easy Form, Income Tax Return for Single and Joint Filers with No Dependents, was the simplest, six-section federal income tax return, introduced in 1982. Its use was limited to taxpayers with taxable income below $100,000, as of tax year 2016, who take the standard deduction instead of itemizing deductions and have no dependents. Fiduciary Reporting 
According to Section 1223B of the Pension Protection Act of 2006, a nonprofit organization that does not file annual returns or notices for three consecutive years will have its tax exempt status revoked as of the due date of the third return or notice. An organization's tax exempt status may be reinstated if it can show reasonable cause for the years of non filing. 990. The Form 990 provides the public with financial information about a nonprofit organization and is often the only source of such information. It is also used by government agencies to prevent organizations from abusing their tax-exempt status. In June 2007, the IRS released a new Form 990 that requires significant disclosures on corporate governance and boards of directors. These new disclosures are required for all nonprofit filers for the 2009 tax year, with more significant reporting requirements for nonprofits with over $1 million in revenues or $2.5 million in assets. In addition, certain nonprofits have more comprehensive reporting requirements, such as hospitals and other healthcare organizations. Schedule H. The Form 990 may be filed with the IRS by mail or electronically with an authorized IRS e file provider. The Form 990 disclosures do not require but strongly encourage nonprofit boards to adopt a variety of board policies regarding governance practices. These suggestions go beyond Sarbanes Oxley requirements for nonprofits to adopt whistleblower and document retention policies. The IRS has indicated they will use the Form 990 as an enforcement tool, particularly regarding executive compensation. For example, Nonprofits that adopt specific procedures regarding executive compensation are offered safe harbor from excessive compensation rules under Section 4958 of the Internal Revenue Code and Treasury Regulation Section 53.4958-6. Public Inspection IRC 6104D regulations state that an organization must provide copies of its three most recent forms 990 to anyone who requests them, whether in person, by mail, fax, or email. Additionally, requests may be made via the IRS using Form 4506A, and PDF copies can often be found online as noted below. New IRS Form 990 Instructions for Form 990 and Form 990 Easy Due 15th of 5th month after fiscal year, with up to 6 months of extensions. Late penalty for political organizations is $20-100-day, not clear for other nonprofits, and penalty for failure to provide to the public is $20 per day. Citizen Audit provides PDF copies of annual returns, signatures not blacked out. Economic Research Institute provides PDF copies of annual returns, signatures not blacked out. Foundation Center IRS Form 990 Lookup Tool provides PDF copies of annual returns, signatures blacked out. GuideStar IRS Form 990s and other information for selection of nonprofits, free, fee based. NCCS IRS Form 990 search tool and nonprofit organization profiles, signatures blacked out. Charity Navigator uses IRS Forms 990 to rate charities. Board source governance requirements in 990. In addition to Form 990, Tax-exempt organizations are also subject to a variety of disclosure and compliance requirements through various schedules which are attached to Form 990 and, in some cases, 990-EASY or 990-PF. Filing of schedules by organizations supplements, enhances, and further clarifies disclosures and compliance reporting made in Form 990. Often, filing of schedules is mandatory, 
but there are situations where organizations not otherwise subject to filing requirements may consider completing certain schedules despite not being technically obligated to. The current when? List of possible schedule filings are Schedule A, Public Charity Status and Public Support Schedule B, Schedule of Contributors Schedule C, Political Campaign and Lobbying Activities Schedule D, Supplemental Financial Statements Schedule E, E-Schools Schedule F, Statement of Activities Outside the United States Schedule G, Supplemental Information Regarding Fundraising or Gaming Activities Schedule H, Hospitals Schedule I, Grants and Other Assistance to Organizations, Governments, and Individuals in the United States Schedule J, Compensation Information Schedule K, Supplemental Information on Tax-Exempt Bonds Schedule L, Transactions with Interested Persons Schedule M, Non-Cash Contributions Schedule N, Liquidation, Termination, Dissolution, or Significant Disposition of Assets Schedule O, Supplemental Information to Form 990 Schedule R, Related Organizations and Unrelated Partnerships 5500 The Form 5500, Annual Return Slash Report of Employee Benefit Plan was developed jointly by the IRS, United States Department of Labor, and Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation to satisfy filing requirements both under the Internal Revenue Code, IRC, and the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, ERISA. The Form 5500 is an important compliance, research, and disclosure tool intended to assure that employee benefit plans are properly managed and to provide participants, beneficiaries, and regulators with sufficient information to protect their rights. Starting in 2009, all Forms 5500 must be filed electronically on the website of the Department of Labor. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America